This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. The big story unfolding yesterday, Chris Beard fired by Texas. Uh, If you read into this story, it was kind of a mess uh, because there was some kind of, you know, altercation with his girlfriend. There were uh, charges pressed. I'm not in, I'm not entirely sure what the the entire details are of this situation, but it was messy. So Jinks, mm-hmm. I always see situations like this and I'm not sure if it's fair to assume, but when you mm-hmm. see somebody who's like, maybe this is way off base, but somebody who yeah. is in a train wreck relationship, which I feel yes. like this relationship looks a little volatile. Yes. Do you think that is demonstrating bad decision-making skills? by somebody who is supposed to be, you know, yes. good at making decisions. Cause I think that's the bottom line for me. If you are choosing, you know, this type of relationship, which, you know, mm-hmm. we all fall into bad relationships from time sure. to time, but does it reflect poorly on like your judge of character? Oh man, this is such a nuanced topic. Yes and no. And I can speak from experience. I know I joke around my divorce, but I have been through a lot of this in many ways. I was falsely accused of abuse. Now to go through that whole thing and it was dropped. It never happened. But but I, I this is what I believe. First of all, domestic violence is absolutely deplorable in any way, shape, right. or form. So let's let's get that out there. But I also mm-hmm. believe at the same time in, in due process and you shouldn't be able to immediately end someone's livelihood simply based on an accusation. Now, if there's truth to it, by all means, prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. What's tricky about this situation is that Texas fired Chris Beard for cause. And I think we're going to see a countersuit here because Chris Beard's lawyer released a statement basically saying, I don't understand why this has happened. He released a conversation that he had with Texas's athletic director saying, this doesn't make sense. You've already told me you believe in Chris Beard's innocence and the woman who made these charges initially, his girlfriend has recanted that this did not happen, that this was self-defense, that he was not the aggressor. Still, no one knows exactly what went down here more than the people involved and Texas, which has investigated this. So if they believe that there was enough here to to fire Chris Beard for cause, and they have the details, then that's the way it is. And I certainly wouldn't push back against that because no one really knows what happened besides the parties involved. But I do think we're going to see a countersuit. As far as your question goes, here's the thing. Yes, if you continually make bad decisions again and again and again, and that includes being in a bad relationship, which ends up affecting you in a very negative way, in myriad ways, then yes, I think that can certainly speak to your judgment. I will also say there is the the trap where even if you're a good person, sometimes when your reality is something that's really bad, if you get trapped in a bad relationship for long enough, you forget that there's a better way. You forget that that isn't normal because that is your normal. So what you do is you just adjust and you forget, oh, yeah, you're in this bubble all the time. And you think that's just the way it is. And you have to pop that bubble and break out and then realize, wait a second, I've had this wrong the entire time. So I know it sounds like I'm sort of, I'm sort of straddling the fence here, if you will. But when you talk about things like this, these are very, very nuanced things that aren't so cut and dried. Oh, for sure. Especially when there's like love involved, because that makes people do like crazy things. Like it's a tale as old as time. Like imagine all of the stories since the dawn of time that have involved like, 
you know, yeah. people getting in love and, you know, their judgment has been severely impaired. Like that's, you know, the source of like most of the stuff in the Bible and like the, right. the Odyssey and like Helen of Troy, you know, so I think it's tough when love is involved. But what I'm saying is at some point, the company you keep reflects on you. And especially when you're the head of a big time basketball program. So I feel like he probably like knew something was going to come of this. Like this doesn't just happen and you just sweep it under the rug. Like you're the head coach of Texas. And you were just saying that you think Texas is going to have to go for a big name hire here to replace Chris Beard because it is Texas basketball. It's such a blue chip program that they want to, you know, have a big name attached to it. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And here's the thing, perception matters whether it's fair or not, right? So it's difficult if you can say, if you want to make a case for Chris Beard being innocent, by all means, go for it and, and you can look into, into the, the motions that have been filed on the evidence. But at the end of the day, from a perception standpoint, it is very difficult to, something certainly went down. There's no question about that. There was mm -hmm. some sort of incident that took place. So, so that is without question. What exactly happened is possibly up for debate. But certainly when you're a high profile program, regardless of whether it's Texas or another school, and you have this hanging over you, it does look bad. So if you're going to stand behind a coach like this, you damn well better have your house in order and you better have a full set of evidence in line to back it up. If you don't have that, you have to make this move. And I think that's what Texas did. Yeah. So in the meantime, from a handicapping perspective, what does this do to Texas basketball? Because like we're not talking about, you know, some team that really didn't have a shot to do anything in March Madness. Texas is one of the best teams in the country. So in the short term, you know, it's not the first game that they have been uh, without Chris Beer. Like they've been chugging along. Uh, so this weekend on Saturday, they have uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, Texas, mm -hmm. the, you know, a top 25 team here. And it is a big game. And Oklahoma State, I believe, is favored in this one. Or at least Kim Pob has Oklahoma State by yeah. one. We don't have the lines out yet. So, Jenks, this is a big-time matchup, you know, completely aside from the other chaos that's going on with Texas basketball. Uh, what's the angle here? I, I would lean Oklahoma State here just because – what sort of team is Texas going to be with Rodney Terry as head coach? Now he's gone five and one. He's done a very nice job, but the hallmark of Chris Beard's teams are of course defense and Texas's defense was not great against Kansas state. Kansas state also shot lights out in this game, like set a record mm -hmm. for free throws and field goal percentage since 2010. So maybe you can say that's an anomaly, but ultimately you have to wonder what sort of effect this is going to have on the program, on the players, and you don't know. And with that many unknowns, I would lean Oklahoma State because they don't have those question marks. Well, and especially in college basketball, where I do feel like coaching matters. Like if this was the NBA, I think it'd be one thing. Although I do think coaching matters in in the postseason, but mm -hmm. coaching matters a lot in college basketball. Oh, yeah. you no. Know? Oh, absolutely. More so than in other sports because. Mm -hmm. These are kids who are still developing their games. And in the NBA, sometimes you can say, if you need a shot, sometimes you can say, KD, just, you know, give Kevin Durant yeah. the ball or give Steph the ball or give LeBron the ball and let's win it. There are very few players in the college level. There are some, but certainly when you're talking about a team like Texas, yeah, they have talent with Marcus Carr, for example, has been playing great lately. But rare, I think it is, in college basketball where you simply just give the ball to one of your guys and say, win this game for us. Coaching matters in a big way.
Yeah, so maybe it doesn't matter as much right now, but keep that in mind. Uh, when March rolls around and you're thinking, oh, Texas is a great team, keep in mind that they won't have Chris Beard at the helm. Uh, looking at other games from the weekend slate, because it is a good one, uh, number four, UConn hosting Creighton. And it looks like the line in this one is probably going to be around nine, maybe ten. And UConn is one of those teams that was an absolute wagon, but the wagon has fallen off the tracks. And UConn, not only are they not covering games, they're losing games outright. So once a team that was a cash cow for betters, because mm-hmm. not only were they winning games, they were you know absolutely blowing games out, they've lost back-to-back games to Xavier and Providence as big favorites. So, Jenks, do you think you continue to fade UConn here, or do you think it's a nice bounce-back spot for the Huskies? I am not trusting UConn until I see differently. They haven't covered in four straight. Providence absolutely whipped them. And yeah, this might be a decent get right spot for them. But if the line is nine, I don't, that feels a little too high for me until I see UConn tighten it up a little bit, so to speak. So I'm either staying away or I would grab Creighton. I think it really depends on what the line actually is because this is what yeah. Kim Pom has it. And normally uh, the lines coming out of Vegas are pretty similar. But also, there is some market bias built in where we see some of these blue chip programs have inflated lines. So I'm interested to see if this line hits double digits, then I'll probably take the other side. But until then, I probably need to wait and see. All right, another big one in the SEC is we have number seven, Alabama, hosting Kentucky, who has fallen back a little bit uh, after a slow start to the season, I guess you could say. Uh, Kim Palm has Alabama by six points. Jinx, do you think this line is correct? Uh, I don't know. Six points? I I think I would take Alabama here because Kentucky has such a short rotation. I don't know. The line line is tough. I feel like it should maybe be a little shorter – but if you want to make a case for Alabama, which I guess I'm going to make that case here, is that their depth is the difference here. So Kentucky doesn't have a very deep rotation, and I think maybe towards the end Alabama can wear them out a little bit with the number of players they, they can come in and contribute. So I think I might roll with the tie, but six is a big number, at least for this game. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, although if you look at Bartorvik, which is another site, they have Alabama by 8.8 points in this one. The tricky part in betting on Alabama and any team that takes a lot of threes, it's sometimes you live and die by the three. And I don't think it's necessarily as much the case this year for Alabama, but if they have a tough night shooting, then you're probably going to lose your bet. But I think I would stick with Alabama here just because every time Kentucky has played anybody good, They've lost, and they've lost uh, Mm -hmm. quite considerably so. Uh, Right now, it's not a Kentucky team that I want to trust. Uh, They've lost to Missouri, UCLA, and Gonzaga. So I think that continues here. I would be on Alabama. All right, so let's go to number 25, Iowa State. Number 17, TCU entering the chat of the top 25. And it looks like Kim Palm has TCU by four here. Do you think TCU continues to play good basketball? Yeah, you got to ride with the hot team here. They're coming mm-hmm. off that incredible win against Baylor where they hit that shot at the buzzer. And TCU has won, what, 11 straight? So if this Tough. is the number, yeah, TCU at home, four, roll with the horny toes. Plus, everything's coming up perfect for TCU right now. In football, and basketball, they're just red hot and everything. So TCU it is. 
Do you believe in emotional letdowns? Because I think maybe that is a case here. You know, I don't think that I would play the other side. Like, I think you're exactly right. And you ride the hot team in TCU, but they are coming off a pretty big, pretty close win over Baylor, winning that one 88 to 87. Do you think that TCU comes out flat at all here? Ah, that's definitely a possibility. That was a massive win against Baylor. And when you're talking about handicapping, we say this all the time, but how do you measure emotion? Like, how do you measure the Steelers and how motivated they're going to be for Mike Tomlin to get a winning season? I don't know. How motivated are the Bills going to be to play for their injured teammate? I, I don't know. It, and then conversely, Will TCU have that adrenaline wear off after going into Waco and winning at the buzzer? I don't know. So this is what makes sports betting interesting is because there are always these intangibles that you really can't put a number on. So that's certainly a possibility. And the last time I wrote a streak, it was the Nets winning 12 in a row and they cost me money. So maybe I shouldn't do it. TCU's got to lose at some point. But until that happens, I I guess I'll still roll with TCU. Yeah, I think I'd still be on TCU because uh, it's not like they're playing another blue blood school because, you know, maybe if they were playing Texas in this next one, which they're playing them after Iowa State, uh, maybe that would be the case. But I think you still got to ride with the hot team until they prove you otherwise. And maybe this is the time. Uh, let's go back to the SEC where number 22 Auburn hosts number 13 Arkansas. Kim Palm has Arkansas by one in what should be. Uh, a pretty close game. Bartorvik actually has Auburn favored in this one. Mm, I I would wait for the total to come out and maybe look at the under. Obviously, I need to see what that number is. But Arkansas has that great lockdown defense, and the under is hitting four of their last five. Plus, the under is hitting five of Auburn's last nine games at home. So, if the number's right, I would look at the under. Auburn has not been playing uh, super great basketball uh, as of late. Coming off a loss to Georgia in which – my dude, Johnny Broom, who used to play for Moorhead State, is the only guy that looks like he's actually doing something for Auburn. I think I'd roll with Arkansas here. It really depends on what the number is, but still, I think I like Arkansas here. Jenks, it makes me happy to see my dude from Moorhead State going on to bigger and better things. Yeah. Is that weird to like have a soft spot in your heart for somebody who has won you a lot of money? <laughs> no. If you've got someone who's been a you know, who's been a wagon for you. Why not just keep right? It's the same thing. We both have no bet lists, right? We both have teams where it's like, I don't like this coach. I don't like this player. For me, it's the Preds. I always say that. I don't like to bet on the Preds. Sometimes it's a guy who always lets you down. And then conversely, there can be teams and guys that always win you cash. So if there's someone that's doing it, and especially when it's someone like from Moorhead State, yeah, go for it. Yeah, even though it is weird because I think his mom like searches his name on Twitter and then finds my tweets about gambling. I'm like, this is awkward. Yeah, your son's won me a lot of money and I don't even know him. Uh, Maybe it's a little awkward. I don't care. Love Johnny Broom. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.